Hi, I'm Robert Plotkin, and welcome to this special New Year's episode of the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Happy New Year's 2019. Today's episode isn't going to feature a guest, and it'll be short so that you can enjoy your time celebrating the new year. And we're going to focus on some practical tips and suggestions for setting your intention on and actually following through on your intention to be more mindful in how you use technology in 2019. Many of us take the time at and right before the new year to reflect on the year before and also to do some goal setting, uh, making New Year's resolutions for the year to come. I do that and I know that I, like many other people, often fall short on our New Year's resolutions. There's, I think there's many reasons for that. One of them is that we can sometimes set goals that are based more on our thought of how we think we want to be instead of based on our direct experience. And so that leads to my first suggestion for setting your technology and mindfulness-based New Year's resolution. I'd suggest you take some time, and it doesn't have to be right now, but some time observing your actual experience with technology, particularly in those situations when you already know you find technology to be really challenging, frustrating, stressful, uh, or otherwise that you interact with technology in ways that you know you'd like to change and make better. So maybe that's at work. Maybe you feel that during your work day, you just can't get anything done, or you're constantly bombarded by notifications and messages, or that you can't uh, turn your work mind off at the end of the day, particularly if your technology keeps interrupting you and distracting you after the work day is over. Whatever your circumstance happens to be, plan to take some time, and this doesn't have to be a month-long project or even necessarily a day-long project could just be for an hour or a part of a day where you pay attention to your interactions with technology. And I'm not necessarily talking about stopping and meditating. In fact, it may be more productive for you to just be going through your normal day, maybe your normal day at work, so that you can really experience what your actual, typical, real-life experience is like. Uh, not trying to change it in any way or stop and meditate, which might actually separate you from your actual experience. Instead, go about your day normally. See, though, if you can approach it with an attitude of paying attention to what uh, mostly is not working about technology, but certainly I'd encourage you to notice or pay attention to any ways in which you feel like your use of technology is healthy, productive, consistent with who you are and how you want to be, either so that you can focus in the new year on uh, being that way more frequently or so that you can take some lessons from those positive, healthy interactions with you and bring them over to the areas that you feel are problematic or could benefit from some improvement. And I think you'll notice, probably in a pretty short amount of time, 
what the recurring patterns are, uh, the things about your use of technology or how you feel it is acting towards you that are challenging, frustrating, painful, stressful, anxiety-producing, or just make you want to pull your hair out of your head. And uh, you probably already know a bunch of those ways, but I would suggest you take some time directly experiencing those things while paying conscious attention to them because um, that can help you to really focus on how those interactions feel in the moment. And that can help you prioritize what you what's most difficult for you most frequently or or causes the most stress so that you can then focus your intention for the new year on those things that uh, will give you the most benefit. And when I started out by saying one of the reasons that I think sometimes New Year's resolutions fail is that we can tend to base them on our thought of what we think we might like to change and we may not um, when we're focused mostly on thoughts uh, we may not end up really focusing on goals that are most likely to address the difficulties that we actually experience moment to moment throughout the day and by going through this exercise of paying attention to your actual real life experience I think you'll you'll find you're more likely to home in on what's actually in most need of, of addressing. The second step in this process that I suggest is once you've identified the area or areas of your life that you would like to improve in how you relate to technology, that you write them down. This is really, really important. There may be some people who can set a goal and really focus their whole mind and body and spirit on it without writing it down. But for most of us, uh, saying a goal out loud, writing it down, really helps focus us on the reality of the goal and focuses our intention on working on that goal. And many, many studies uh, have confirmed the fact that people who write their goals down in words clearly and succinctly are more likely to follow through on succeeding on those goals for many, many reasons. So whenever you happen to do this, as I said, you might do this next week uh, during your workday or afterwards, or maybe your big issue is at home with your family. Whenever it is, once you've identified the problem areas, write them down. I would suggest being as succinct as possible and picking as few areas to improve as possible. You might just pick one. I know you might be thinking, uh, if you're a very aggressive, uh, productivity-focused person like I am, you might think, I want to tackle 10 things next year. <laughs> I want to tackle 20 things. But let me suggest, if you find something that's really in need of improvement, the, the fewer things you pick, the more likely you are to succeed at improving it for many reasons, one of which is that you will spend more time uh, working on one goal than if you spread your time and attention and energy out among several goals. So maybe 
Your goal is, I want to spend less time on social media. I want to spend less time uh, text messaging. I want to spend less time on the web during work, doing non-work web browsing. I want to be better at stopping interacting online with work after the workday is over. These are all just suggestions. Whatever it might happen to be for you, try to pick one, the one that feels most important to you, and only you can be the judge of what that is. Write it down, and you might write it down in more than one place. I found it very useful to write big, big goals like this down in a place where I will see them frequently, uh, which might be on your smartphone. Uh, maybe it'll be on an actual physical sticky note on your refrigerator or on your monitor, or if you want to do it uh, using technology on your desktop, uh, on your computer. Uh, wherever you know you are looking frequently, day in, day out, uh, or at least some place you know you're going to pass by and see maybe at a regular time every day, like your bathroom mirror, so that you'll at least see this goal every day in the morning, I highly suggest you do that. The, the reason for putting it in a place that you will see is that you don't actually have to remember to look for it. You will come across this goal even without trying if you write it down and put it in a place where you know you will see it every day, preferably several times a day. Because the nature of our minds, no matter how much you focus your attention on this goal in the first week of January, we, we all will be pulled away by other things, outside circumstances, demands made on our time and our energy and our mind and our attention. Uh, and you may find that if you don't take steps like this to remind yourself regularly over and over and over again that this was your goal, uh, it will fade. So write it down, make the description as succinct as you can, no more than a few words. That's step two. Step three is to come up with a concrete plan of action for making the improvement that you want to make. For example, not doing work on your devices outside of work time, not using your smartphone at the dinner table with your family, not having your smartphone in your bedroom with you when you sleep. Whatever it happens to be, come up with a concrete plan and one very important part of that plan that I'd suggest is a plan for practicing engaging in changing this behavior. What do I mean by practicing? If you've played a sport, do you learn to play that sport by jumping right into playing a game or a competitive match? If you play baseball, do you learn to play baseball by jumping right into playing a game of baseball? or tennis, or football, or soccer, or whatever the sport may happen to be? Do you learn to play an instrument by sitting down with that instrument in a concert and playing a piece of music and learning while you go? No, of course you don't. 
you spend separate time in advance of the, quote, real-world activity where you can slowly, consciously, and attentively practice the skill that you are then going to need to carry out under stress in real-world conditions. If you're playing an instrument, you set aside separate time on your own when no one is watching, when you're not playing with other musicians to learn to play scales and chords and pieces of songs. Learn physical skills that you need to play the instrument. You do all of these things even once you've become skilled. You keep practicing separately so that when the time comes to play that concert or play in that soccer game uh, or give a speech, your practice will kick in and you don't have to rely on practicing during the real thing. Now, you may also take advantage of playing in that game to practice live. But across the board, we all, when we want to improve a skill or develop a new habit, we set aside separate focused time to practice the skills, often broken down into small, manageable pieces, and then building them up so that we can drill the mental, physical, emotional habits into our minds and bodies so that once we have to exercise those habits automatically under real world conditions, we can do it. And this is why I developed the Tap Into Mindfulness course, which you can find online at bit.ly slash tap into mindfulness. That's bit.ly slash tap into mindfulness. You can also go on to technologyformindfulness.com and click on course. This is an online course that consists of a sequence of systematic exercises that you can practice on your own time for developing new habits for interacting with technology mindfully. There are exercises, for example, to help you break the habit that many of us have of instinctively just reaching for our smartphone, picking it up, and engaging in social media or messaging or browsing the web or watching a video, and then waking up 5, 10, 15 minutes later, an hour later, and wondering how we got there. These are exercises that break down the kinds of interactions you have with technology and give you new physical, mental skills to practice, to break the old habits and replace them with new ones that are healthier and more productive for you. I encourage you to check it out, regardless of what your specific goals are, because the Tap Into Mindfulness course is designed to give you really fundamental skills in retraining your brain and your body to interact with technology in ways that I think would be helpful for you as building blocks for following through on and succeeding at whatever you pick as your own particular New Year's resolutions for mindful use of technology. And you may also find it useful to uh, go through the Tap Into Mindfulness course to give you ideas about how you can 
develop your own exercises that are tailored to your own particular goals for achieving your New Year's technology and mindfulness resolution. So when I say develop a plan for practicing, for example, if your goal is to not go on your personal Facebook account during work hours, for example, you can practice that outside of work hours. You don't have to wait until the time actually occurs during work when you feel that urge to go check Facebook. You can show up for work five minutes early, 10 minutes early, sit at your desk. It can be useful to practice some of these skills in the same physical environment where you're going to need to use them because that can give your mind and body the same kind of environmental cues that it will experience when you're in the live situation, you could sit at your work desk and then put yourself into the mindset. Probably pretty easy. Imagine feeling that urge arise to go check Facebook. You can even take your mouse or your finger on your trackpad or your touchscreen and start moving it towards a Facebook icon or bookmark and then stop yourself before you even click or tap on it. Pause. Picture yourself in that moment, pausing during your workday in the same way. Don't tap or click, and then move your mouse cursor or your finger away from the icon, and take a deep breath. And then do that again. You might do it five or ten times. What are you doing? You're practicing simulating the kind of reflexive reaction that you're trying to unlearn. And then you're changing your actual behavior slowly, consciously. You're practicing not doing the thing that often gets you into trouble, that <laughs> gets you down the rabbit hole, which might be clicking on the Facebook icon and then messaging people or reading posts. You're practicing almost engaging in the action and then stopping, stopping physically and pausing mentally at the same time. And then not continuing. So this is a way of unlearning a habit, or you might think of it as breaking that automatic uh, habit loop. So that by practicing the not continuing down the rabbit hole over and over and over again, you can probably practice this 10 times in just a couple of minutes and do it every day before work, maybe every day after work as well. I think you will find over time that that unlearning will start to become ingrained in your mind and body so that when you are in the middle of a hectic day where you're not thinking, where you're mindless, like we all are, we all are in our periods of mindlessness rather than mindfulness, and you're working, you're stressed out, and there's that part of you that's seeking something fun and stimulating and exciting and your mind generates what feels like a great idea which is you know I've got this work project to do but let me go on Facebook cuz that'll feel really good I'm feeling stressed now I want to feel good and your mind generates the idea of feeling good by going to Facebook it's a very natural kind of reaction it's more likely then and maybe when you start reaching for the Facebook icon 
that because you've practiced reaching for it and pausing so many times that your new habit of pausing will kick in at that moment when you need it. Just like if you practice swinging at a ball coming towards you in baseball and practice a thousand times or swinging that tennis racket in tennis or kicking a ball in soccer or doing any other kind of basic skill in any sport or as I said, music or any other kind of physical activity that that practiced skill and habit will kick in in a real life, real time, fast paced, stressed game or concert or competition. So too, if you practice this skill in using technology differently over time, will it, I think you'll see, uh, kick in when you need it most. So I do encourage you again to check out Tap Into Mindfulness because this is the kind of practice that it includes in a very systematic way and in a lot more guided detail than I've provided here. All of the exercises in Tap Into Mindfulness are pre-recorded so that you can listen to them at your own pace, at your own time, anywhere that's convenient, and you can go back over them again and again as many times as you need to really drill that new habit into your mind and body. There's also uh, uh, written materials. You can take notes and, and make a journal and there's all kinds of ways you can make use of it. And as I said, I think then if you get the foundations, it will help you to develop the skill at customizing the exercises for yourself in the new year. And just keep in mind the last suggestion I'll give you for developing uh, a plan and executing a plan for changing your skills with technology in the new year is to have a gentle attitude towards yourself. If you're an ambitious, productivity-oriented, self-driven person like I am, you might have the inclination to set this really aggressive goal in New Year's. I'm going to change everything. You know, I'm never going to be distracted by my phone again. And then you may set yourself up for a feeling of failure and of self-judgment if you slip at all, which you will. We all will. And I, in my own life, I found that developing and maintaining these skills is not a one-time thing. It requires ongoing maintenance, just like your car. You know, you tune it up and then it falls out of whack again and you have to tune it up again. And the same is true with our mind and body. We have to repeatedly over time attend to them and practice skills to keep them strong and to improve upon them. So just be, be prepared to be gentle that you will move forward and perhaps have slips backward. Things won't go as you planned. Your progress will be far from perfect. And I suggest pay attention to any small progress you make. For example, that first time during your day when you feel the urge to go to Facebook or text message someone or watch a video or whatever the thing may be, respond to an email from somebody on your device and you don't do it. 
or you do it in some different way than that you've been working on. Right? Not all of these goals are about stopping doing things necessarily. It may be that you want to change how you interact with technology. The first time you actually succeed, pause and congratulate yourself. <laughs> That's a big accomplishment to actually change your mind and body's habitual reactions to the very, very strong pull of technology. That's something to celebrate. So the more you notice those what may feel like small victories, the more motivation I think you'll have. I've certainly noticed this in myself to keep going, particularly in the face of what will be setbacks and, and imperfections in how you succeed at this. So I hope you find this helpful for both setting and following through on your technology and mindfulness New Year's resolutions. Please feel free to get in touch with us with any feedback, including we'd love to hear success stories from people about how this has worked for you or uh, lack of success stories, challenges that you face uh, that you can share with other people so that they can learn from your challenges because we're all going to experience them. And uh, check out our Tap Into Mindfulness course. It's a great way to help you move forward on this path in the new year to developing new, more healthy and productive habits for using technology. Thanks so much. This has been Robert Plotkin on our special New Year's edition of the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. <music>